0: Good morning uh, and welcome to my office. Oh, no, it's not my office. You can see no bookshelves. Uh, But this is where I often come to think about talks. Uh, I like to walk as I think things through and mull them over. So I thought today we could do that together. Uh, So we're going to do a little walk uh, in one of my favorite places. We'll finish off on top of the hill, hopefully, uh, and we'll see if I get dazzled or not. Uh, it's quite early in the morning uh, and it's an absolutely beautiful day doing this so early i thought would be great because there'd be nobody around Uh, already i've seen more people than i usually would in the middle of the day so uh, we'll see how it goes there may be some interruptions uh, but we're just off for a walk you're going to get variable light uh, as we go around but i'm sure you can live with that so let's see how we go today we're looking at the first half of john 7 through to verse 24 and a quick overview is it's a passage where initially i thought you know there's no key thing in this there's it's not a big thing like walking on the water or a woman at the well it's not one of those well-known passages but it's where jesus brothers tell him he should go to Jerusalem uh, to the Feast of Tabernacles and make himself famous. And it's what happens then when he gets to Jerusalem. So at the start of the passage, it says that Jesus has stayed in Galilee uh, for quite a while. Sorry about that. Uh, Because he heard of a plot, he knew that the uh, leadership, Jewish leaders were plotting to kill him. I'll talk about that later because at the end of the passage it comes up why uh, they're doing that. So he's been in Galilee, moving around the towns and villages, and his brothers say to him, "Look, nobody's going to get famous uh, in these backwaters. If you want to be famous and successful, you need to go into Jerusalem and be with the crowds." And Jesus says to them, "For you, any time is the time to be famous." to be successful but it's not my time it's not god's time and he knows that timing and he's saying for me it is right to be here and what you see is not what i see and he also says to them the world can't hate you but it hates me because i show that its deeds are evil so His very presence His words, uh, he reflects back to people what they're really like. And at Encounter last Sunday, I talked about uh, the fact that the Bible isn't a textbook, but it does reflect who God is and it reflects who we are. And that's a a, a huge thing that's going on in this passage and what Jesus says there about showing the world that its deeds are evil and they hated him for it. Jumping to the end of the passage, actually, Jesus says to the people, why are you trying to kill me? And they say, who's trying to kill you? What comes up is that back in chapter five, Jesus has healed the man by the pool on the Sabbath and told him to take his mat and walk. The fact that he'd done this, that he'd healed on the Sabbath, and then told the man to disobey the law as they saw it meant that they couldn't get their heads around it for them the minutiae of the law said you can't do anything like that on the sabbath Uh, but jesus says to them in fact you're missing the heart of this you're looking at the tiny bits of the law and it's becoming like a stone in your shoe or grit in your eye it's it grinds away it creates pain but you're not seeing what's what the message actually is why is it not okay to heal somebody uh, on the day of rest so that's at the end of the passage in the middle So Jesus waits in Galilee a few days, everyone else has gone off. John doesn't make clear whether the apostles are with him, whether they went up to Jerusalem early. They're not mentioned in this passage at all, so I have no idea. So he waits, and then uh, halfway through the week, and uh, he goes up quietly, goes a back way. Uh, I don't imagine it was anything like these paths here, uh, they were probably rather more open than the path I've just been in uh but off he goes he gets there halfway through the week now in between times there's been whispering in the crowds as to who is he is he a good man Uh, is he just a teacher and it's something that comes up a lot in john is the sort of division and of opinion uh there's an awful lot of argy-bargy as i would say but i'm not going to cover that today chris is going to do that next week Excuse me a second. Warning. Now what you can see here is uh, it's got somewhat brighter Um, (laughs) out in the open, out in the light. So there's division in the crowd as to who Jesus is, but when he arrives and starts teaching Straight away, they say, Who is he? Where did he get this learning? He's not been schooled, he's not been taught by the Pharisees. Where did he get this learning from? And this is for me where the crux of uh, this passage comes in. Jesus says, I don't speak on my own, I speak only what I'm given by the one who sent me. And in John, The fact that Jesus is sent, comes up an awful lot. Uh, I did a quick count, and the word sent comes up about 50 times. Uh, I'm not sure how many relate to the fact that Jesus was sent. John the Baptist talks about the fact that he is sent ahead, but he also talks about uh, Jesus, or the Messiah, being sent and being filled with the Holy Spirit without limitation. And when I first came across this, and it hit me uh, in the early chapters of John, that Jesus is sent. He's sent by the Father. He's sent from the divine presence as part of uh, the Trinity. You know, the one who made all of this, It was all made through him and he gave up his seat of glory to come and live in the flesh like us and to live more humbly than anyone ever has because it's his, but he came to be like us. So he is sent from the father and he's doing what the father gave him to do. So even Jesus isn't speaking on his own And this goes on, and uh, for someone walking around the countryside with a camera in front of their face, uh, this is somewhat daunting what he says next. He says that he he teaches only what's given him by the one who sent him, and says that anybody who speaks on their own is there only for their own glory. But anyone who seeks the glory of the one who sent them, then that's a man full of truth, there's no unrighteousness in them. (laughs) Uh, As somebody who preaches, that seems uh, very daunting uh, in many ways. But yet, also liberating in that Jesus himself is speaking what the Father gives him through the spirit that's filling him without limitation and so it's the same for us the message is that he sends us he gives us uh, the work to do and he gives us the words to say you know it says elsewhere in the scriptures that when you're if you're uh, in front of the courts don't worry about what to say don't even plan it Uh, words will be given to you at the time. I'm just coming up here uh, trying to keep my face uh, slightly out of the sun. Uh, So I might go that way a bit and see what... I was planning to get to the top of the hill there. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to get there whilst I've still got content to say. So just enjoy the countryside for a minute. There's actually not much teaching uh, from Jesus in this passage of John 7, 1-24. But there's this interaction. Uh, and the final bit, which I think is around verse 20 of what Jesus says to them, is that if you want to know if the teaching is from God or just from me as a person, then be willing to do the will of God. So if if you want the things of God, if you want to know, if you want to do what He wants, if you are for Him, then you will find out if what I'm saying is for me or from Him. And that comes up so often in essence there's so many cliches that we could talk about here but of course the proof of the pudding is in the eating that sort of thing if you want to know then you have to do what he says and john's gospel is so different from the others and some of the things he highlights are also of course picked up in his letters as well I had a, a look through the first letter of John yesterday and some of those things of the actually the division the uh the light that it reveals the truth of the heart it just comes up with him again and again and in his first letter John says you know if you want to know what love is if you are in him Then you will do what he says i think for me so often that can seem dry uh, to think about doing what jesus says or what the bible says but it's not about uh, the dry words of instruction it's not about i mean (laughs) but what does the bible say you know what are those things that it says do what is jesus saying to try out to prove whether what he is saying is from god or just from the flesh the only way to find out is to go into it and seek that reflection like i said last sunday at encounter i talked about i was talking about the difference between living of the mind and in the heart and there's there's both we have both uh but so often i think we approach the scripture with the head as if it's a textbook uh, as if it's dry you know like stuff that we're taught at school that it becomes abstract it it sort of lacks the connection with our actual selves. When we taught about uh, electricity, say, you know, for many of us, the flow of electrons and blah, 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 it's very abstract. Whereas the use of the electricity, you know, what we do with it when we plug things in and we see its power at work, that's not abstract. We can relate to that because we want that uh, we want the effect. And so it is with the word and I'm just going to come over here and put you down a second. So we're nearly done. You can tell I've reached uh, the top of the hill. It's an amazingly uh, still morning, so much so I can hear the traffic noise uh, from the Latimer Road over there, which is a couple of miles away, Uh, yeah. a beautiful place if you want to know where i am uh, let me know and uh, i'll tell you or bring you up here that's another part of it so you know if you want to see more or experience what it's like to stand here looking at a phone on a tripod uh, then you've got to come and do it and i'll come and show you how to do it Uh, with the word, if you want to know whether it's true, if you want to know whether it's spiritual, whether it's of the source of life, or whether it's just fluff that people wrote down about 2000 years ago about somebody who people say did or didn't exist, then you've got to go into it, reflect on it, let it reflect on you and then quite frankly, you've got to get out and do what it says. Uh, I'm not gonna say what those things are because scripture is full of them and it says different things to you at different times. The the essence of it isn't seeing uh, anything in particular, it's letting it speak to you Uh, and it takes time and it takes slowing down and hence for me coming out here today Uh, And and so often to walk, because I find that I can put things down and things that I've read that morning or just anything the Spirit can speak to me when I'm out here differently. But just the same as sometimes you're in the car, you're at work, the Lord says something. The challenge is to exercise faith, to step forward and to do it. Uh, and that's about it really i want to finish to reiterate that point to experience life to uh experience the effect of the word to experience the presence uh, and the truth the only way is to enter into it and to follow through That can mean different things in all sorts of different circumstances. Uh, And sometimes we need help with that as well. So if you've got questions over what that means or particular things, ask somebody, whether that's in your home group, uh, one of the leadership, just ask, seek, knock, and then you find the meaning. So I'm going to finish that off there. Uh, Like I say, If you want to know where I am, uh, you might want to put it in the chat, whichever side it's on. Uh, I can let you know uh, by email. I can give you a six-figure grid reference. Uh, Like I say, even better, come up here and we'll see what it's like and share that truth together.